We're always telling your stories, and it's time someone tells ours. We're humans first, journalists second. We chose this career to give you a voice. Now we're voicing ours. It's true, journalism has much room for improvement, but not all hope is lost, and we want your trust back by humanizing one journalist at a time. We're sharing with you what we go through to bring you the news. The pain, the tears, the trauma, and the mental health struggles. It's painful, and sometimes we even work two jobs to make ends meet. But we all have something in common. The passion, the joy, and the love we feel for storytelling and holding the powerful accountable. That includes holding ourselves accountable. So here are stories from us. This is how we want to help improve the news industry. The Awakened Journalist is proud to present Media Healers by Emiliana Molina Fajardo. Hi everyone, welcome back to The Awakened Journalist and our special project Media Healers. We are now on our fourth season of Media Healers and today we have the pleasure of speaking with Vicky Nugin. Uh, she was in the news industry for a decade working as a crime reporter, an investigative reporter, an enterprise storyteller, a field producer, and so much more throughout the years. She basically did it all, uh, a skill that is very well known to us journalists. But in March 2022, so recently, she decided to quit the news industry like many of us have chosen to do in the past two years. Before quitting news, she was the vice president of the Los Angeles chapter of the Asian American Journalist Association. She also earned the best television news reporting award issued by Radio and Television News Association of Southern California. And she earned an Emmy Award for the best evening newscast in 2015. But now Vicky is actually the communications manager at the Orange County Department of Education, a path also very well known to journalists who decide to quit the news industry and go into public relations or communications. So Vicky, welcome. I'm so honored to have you here with us today and I'm so honored to have you sharing your story uh, with us as well. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to even be considered, um, and I'm thankful that you're creating this space for us to, to share. Awesome. Thank you, Vicki. So I always start with everyone asking them uh, why they first decided to become a journalist. And I love this question because this is, look at your face, this is when everyone's face lights up and it's like, we went into the career and in, into the industry with so much hope, so much joy, and it's just, it's beautiful to hear uh, why everyone landed in journalism. And I'm so glad you're asking this question because I find that even if you've left, thinking back to the moments when you realize this is the journey, the path that you wanted to go on, it still sparks a lot of joy. Um, and so my story might be traditional. Um, a lot of journalists or former journalists might agree but when I was growing up instead of watching cartoons I loved watching the news and coming home from school every day and sitting at the dinner table I would always want to tell my parents about who did what who said what what was the biggest story of the day on the campus what we learned if there was a new song that our teacher taught us I wanted to sing it to them and if I felt like I didn't have their undivided attention 
you best believe I would start all over again. You know, my, my newscast would start all over again. Um, and I just felt like that was what I loved. Um, and I loved watching the morning news while I was getting ready for school in the morning. And then I would be so excited to watch ABC seven at 4 PM after school ended. Um, and then of course the evening newscast and we would watch that together. Um, and I really think it was a way for my parents who were immigrants from Vietnam, it was a way for them to get a glimpse of what was happening in their community, you know, outside of where they worked and outside of where they lived. Um, and so I really loved that. I loved getting um, the OC register delivered on Sundays. Um, and that was just what I always wanted to do. But there was definitely a moment where I felt like, okay, wow, that is really what I wanted to do. It was when I was in seventh grade, um, 9-11 happened and I loved watching the Today Show. And that morning, Ann Curry, one of the anchors, instead of sitting on the sofa, she was in front of the rubble and she wasn't wearing a nice jewel tone dress, but she was wearing just a long sleeve collared white shirt buttoned up with jeans. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is someone that I have admired, someone I respect um, and she was standing out there in the middle of history. And I just thought, what a tragic event, but wow, you could be a part of, you know, sharing the stories of the people who were hurt and, you know, letting people know about what happened. Um, and so that part um, of my childhood, I really think cemented my journey. Wow. And isn't it beautiful? Like um, when you get to see, those I guess those anchors and reporters and correspondents that we really really looked up to just literally witnessing history and telling it firsthand it's I can't even describe it it may be to regular news watchers maybe they don't care but for someone like us you know we just we just felt pulled to the television we just couldn't look away yeah no I agree 100 <laughs> percent um, okay, so that was definitely something that probably shaped you even more uh, to become a journalist, which is beautiful. And then um, how was landing your first job? Like fast forward from seventh grade and watching, you know, 9-11, how was landing your first job? So I went to Cal State Fullerton and I actually landed my first job within a month. But during that time, I was seeing a lot of the people that I graduated with land jobs. And they went to Bakersfield, they went to Palm Springs. And I thought, what is it about them? And what is it about me? Why haven't I landed a job yet? And it was so scary. But then I got a call and it was um, a station in Fargo, North Dakota. I had to look up North Dakota, right? Because I knew it was in the States, but I didn't know exactly where. I thought maybe it's where, you know, near Florida, where the Carolinas <laughs> are, but it's actually in the middle of the country. Um, and then within the, the day, I got another call from Bismarck, North Dakota. And I thought, what is it with these Midwest states? Um, but I took a job um, for the NBC station in Bismarck, North Dakota. It's KFYR TV because they offered me $4,000 more <laughs> than Fargo. <laughs> and oh, back then, Far uh, you know, Fargo was a really great place to be because it was a college town, more diversity. 
um, better restaurants. But then Bismarck offered, it's a capital city, but they offered $4,000 more. And to a freshly, you know, new graduate, um, that was important. And so I took that and really it was only $26,000 a year. But at that time it, it made a big deal. For sure, for sure. And $4,000 in our salary makes a big deal. Like people yeah. think we get paid a lot of money. Absolutely yeah, not. <laughs> no, it is not glamorous at all. Um, at least not for most of us, only only very few percentage of us. It is a glamorous mm -hmm. job. And, and even so, um, for the people that have made it all the way to the top, it's it's still very difficult. Climb. Um, Vicky, so let's jump into um, your last year in news. Mm -hmm. um, so you quit in March 2022, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And could you just lead me and guide me through that story and what led you to the decision of quitting news? Yeah, so we had our first child, our son, in July of 2020. At that point, I was still gung-ho about news, still very interested in continuing this path. I've, I've seen a lot of moms, first-time moms, experienced moms continue in the news business, and I never thought that I would steer away and do, <clears throat> I'm sorry, do anything different. Um, this was the path that I've set on since I was a child and there was no way I was going to divert from it. And when I went back to work, it was election night, um, 2020, and I was still passionate. I still felt like this is what I'm gonna do. And when I returned, I never made an excuse or did anything to allow anyone to say, hmm, Vicky has changed because she had a child. She's not picking up those shifts anymore. No, I did not. And because I was, I'm very fortunate. I have my parents who live, you know, three miles away, first grandchild, they're more than happy to have him there all day, every day. And so I was able to focus on my career, my family, knowing that this is very important to me, they've always supported me and they're willing to take on more work to allow me to continue to chase my dreams. And so I continued to work. I did everything didn't call in sick, didn't even request a vacation, none of that. And all of a sudden in the last six months of work, um, there was one moment where I found out that someone within the same role um, made $27,000 more than I did. Oh. And that person told me, we're friends. That person told me and I thought, oh, you make that much more and I do live shots and you don't he, that person doesn't do live shots yeah they they refuse to do live shots when it's breaking news that person isn't even on the list to be sent out wow I volunteer to go cover breaking news yeah and I cover more than one beat this person strictly mm -hmm. sticks to one yeah and I was heartbroken. And so when it came to negotiating a new contract, which I'm grateful for, not a lot of people in nowadays find it easy to get their contracts renewed. Yeah. I brought it up and I, you know, I even created a PDF, a PowerPoint, you know, yeah. showing them all of these things that I have done within the scope of my 
position, but then these are all of the other things that I've done outside of my position that I believe truly contribute to our brand, our mission. Um, and this is why I believe I deserve to make this much. No, I was told you're going to get the standard 3% raise and you should be thankful. You should be thankful that you're getting a contract because nowadays in this industry, in this market, people are going, are receiving new contracts without a raise. And so I negotiated again and the person said no. And then I put that number on the table again. And all I wanted was to match that reporter. And they still said no after the third time that I asked. And so I spoke to mentors. I spoke to people around me at that point in time. I, I didn't have anything lined up because this was my dream. This is what I wanted to do. And so I stayed with it. You know, I signed another contract. I did it. Um, and then I knew that the contract was ending. My new contract was ending and I had an, an option to extend it for a year. That was when I started to feel and notice things before. The things that I would never consider or care about before because it was always, Vicky, just, just push through it. You know, if you do this, if you say yes to this, you're going to be able to move on. You're, you're going to be able to move up. You're going to get this. You're going to get that. Just, just do it. Grit your teeth. Do it. But then I started to feel every single time things were, you know, asked of me. And I thought, well, I don't want to do that actually. Yeah. You know, if I'm not getting paid extra, I don't, I don't want to do that. If I have to take time for my family to do that, but then don't get this, I, I don't see it. And then I started to ask um, PR people, PIOs, whenever I was out on assignments and I would ask them, especially if I knew they were a former journalist, I would ask them, well, what was your journey like? What, what was that moment that you it clicked for you that you had to leave the news business. How did you do it? Do you regret it? Um, was it easy? Did people take you seriously when you applied? And I asked so many different people in six months, people who were former journalists, people who were not journalists, who went you know, straight from college to PR, um, people who left news, left news for PR, and then came back to news and then left PR. And I just basically interviewed so many different people. And when I, started speaking with my family about it and they were supportive of it, then that was when I started to tell the same PR people that I spoke with before I would let them know, you know what, I'm ready to leave news. If you hear of anything, any position that you think I would be able to blend into, let me know. And I think that did wonders when I was able to finally verbalize it and let people know and was open to the idea of leaving, they welcomed me. Um, so I think a lot of people might be surprised when we say, oh, you know, after 10 years, after 20 years, we're leaving news. And they think we've made a rash decision, decision, but really we do a lot of research before we leave. Yeah, wow. And I <laughs> applaud you for that because it takes courage. Um, and and I think for any journalist who's listening to this interview right now, um, just know that you you don't have to push through anything. We don't have to push mm -hmm. to stay in the news industry. Um, if there's situations like the one Vicky was having where we're we're not getting paid our worth and and what our work is worth, 
and the time that we're putting in and we don't feel valued, mm -hmm. then it's time to reevaluate certain choices and certain boundaries as well. Maybe, you know, maybe people don't have to quit news or leave the industry, but definitely start drawing those boundaries like Vicky was doing. Like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to give you more of my time when I can be spending it with my child and my family. Um, and that leads me to the next question. How was it for you? Um, and looking back now, being a mom in news, because um, although there's definitely some companies that are doing a great job at welcoming motherhood in the industry, there's definitely a lot of work that still uh, still needs to be done in news uh, to welcome new mothers. Yeah, I've heard of other O&Os that give their moms four months off paid. Um, for me, I forget the exact amount they gave me, but to me, I thought it was generous. Um, I never felt like I was going to lose my job when I was on maternity leave. I felt like my, my place was solid, um, but it was definitely hard. I mean, I within the first month I went back, there was a big breaking news story, a mass shooting. Then the month after that, there was a wildfire. And every time in between live shots, getting the interviews, filming, writing and all that, I was pumping in the car, you know? And so imagine during the wildfire, you know, I'm in the car and I would have to ask the photographer, hey, do you mind taking a lap around for maybe for 20 minutes so I could pump and write at the same time? Gosh. You know, I, I, I think they say that you can take breaks, right? But in reality, if you're a really good news reporter, I feel like breaks don't come often and you don't allow yourself to take a break because the story is at stake and the story equates to people, um, especially during those breaking news situations. So it was very difficult for me to time it. So every three hours I had to pump, you know, to make sure that my son would have food, but then also keep up with work. And I did it for a long time, but I just felt like I was depleted. You know, at the end of the day, when it was time off, I was done. I didn't have energy. I wasn't, I was probably not a pleasant person to be around because I was trying my hardest to be a pleasant person in person. Um, but yeah, in the last month, things have been so much better. It was definitely hard to turn in that two weeks. I was so afraid. I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, I didn't know if they were going to let me go in that very moment or be supportive of me because you hear so many stories about people leaving and breaking contracts and things like that. And I've never done that ever, but it was just time where I put my foot down and really put myself first. Um, and so I turned in my two weeks notice. I would say 90% of people were shocked, but very supportive and told me that if I ever wanted to come back, I could. And I thought, oh, that's nice to hear because I thought that if you leave, then you're stale. You're no longer good for TV. Um, that was the message messaging that I feel like I grew up with in this industry. And so that's what I thought. Um, but people were supportive. There were some people who told me to my face, you know, you're making a mistake. Um, you are going to regret this. You're going to be so bored wherever you're going and you are going to come back within a month. It's been a month. I haven't come back. 
And there's people who will, who said, oh, well, if you don't come back in a month, you'll come back in a year, you know? And to me, when I, when I hear that, I think, hmm, that means you, you, my words and my feelings don't hold value at some point. That's, that's how I take it. And more so the reason why I had to leave. Um, but looking back now, I feel like the two weeks leading up to when I turned in my two weeks, when I turned in my two weeks, and then when I actually left that day, I think back now and I feel like I've never self-reflected until now. I've never realized, you know, all of the things that I thought were good about myself that allowed me to survive this long in this industry actually hurt me in my personal life, being a people pleaser. You know, it helped me in my workplace, but then it hurt me outside of work. Um, and it actually hurt me in terms of opportunity as well, right? Because I always said yes, not knowing that other people got paid more or were receiving these opportunities when I was just always the yes woman. But I feel good now. I love that. I, I love that. And I'm so proud of you for that because you're not the only one, right? Like we were all trained to say yes. Uh, and we have to start self-reflecting to understand that it's okay to say no. Yeah. Um, and I also want to point out something extremely important that you just said, uh, and that I loved the words you used and, and it's, um, my feelings and my words don't hold value. And isn't that ironic how we work in the news industry or we worked in the news industry where we're putting out words into the world constantly writing stories, narrating history and reality. And then when it comes to speaking our truth within newsrooms, oftentimes our feelings and our words don't hold value. Like, wow, just let that sink in for a second because I think you just described beautifully, well, how I used to feel in many of the newsrooms that I was in and how so many journalists feel in the news industry. People, when we interview them, their words are valuable to us. It doesn't matter the story. If it, it's a hard news piece, a feature story, their words are valuable to us. And we choose those sound bites because we really want to paint that picture for people at home to understand, to let them know that we care about these people and you should too. Yeah. Then we were just people who are helping the news cycle sometimes, you know, and it's so sad. I, I feel like journalism is so important um, and I will love it forever, but I just feel like the industry, um, there's a lot of dark spots to it and it's just very unfortunate. I agree, I agree 100%. I wanna ask you, Vicky, um, do you feel like once, you know, you started working even more as a journalist, realizing, um, that there were these dark spots within the industry, as there is with, you know, every industry. Every industry. Mm -hmm. um, it's not just uh, journalism, but did you feel disappointed or, or what were those feelings that were coming up for you as you started realizing this? Yeah, I think before you turn in your two weeks, there's a lot of reflection that you have to do. You have to come to terms that you're ending a part of your life. You know, going to college, they always told you, told me, 
journalism is a lifestyle. If you can't get with it, you need to get out, right? Not everyone is going to survive in this industry. And I did, I felt like I did everything I had to do, you know, and I envisioned, you know, hopefully someday winning the Lifetime Achievement Awards at 35 years, you know, I really thought that was in my future. And when I came to terms and really talk to myself, you know, this is what you need to do. This is, this is just what you have to do. And once I realized that, that was saying goodbye to, you know, this older version of me, this version of me who always did everything the right way, you know, or did whatever people wanted. Um, but then I had to figure out that you're not letting yourself down. You know, you're letting go of this vision that you had of yourself. You you thought that this road, this journey would be the straight and narrow path, but you didn't realize that there was going to be a fork in the road. You just didn't know until you got there. And so um, I feel like reporters just have to talk to themselves, you know, really have to think about how they feel because you're constantly worried about how other people feel, the people that you're interviewing, your bosses, trying to keep them happy, um, the producers because you want to make time, make the slot, right? And so they don't have to worry about stacking their shows a certain way. And at some point in time, you have to put yourself first. Oh yeah, 100%, 100%. Um, Vicky, and then lastly, well, two things. I wanna ask you if there's anything else you wanna add that maybe I haven't asked you. And then the last question is, um, what is one thing that you would love to see changed or improved in the news industry from your experience? Um, something I'd like to improve. I feel like it should start in the early days, right? A lot of people, they are like me. They know that this is what they wanna do ever since um, they were a kid. But then there are some people who stumble upon it in college. You know, they took journalism 100 and all of a sudden fell in love with it. So I feel like professors are really important. And sadly, a lot of the professors out there haven't been reporters for decades. They don't know what it's like to be a reporter in our world. And I know back then it was a, a competitive field too, but today it is a beast. And if you're educating your students and telling them you know, this is what you do, this is what you do, this is what you do, but you don't tell them this is what you do if this happens to you or if you experience this, you know, or if you later on feel like you quite possibly want to leave the business, you need to tell them that that's okay. Don't hold yourself to this, this crazy standard. It's okay to pivot. Um, and it's, it should be something that's more transparent and more talked about in schools, instead of just telling them to focus on one path and just stick with it. So I think it needs to start early. People need to hear about different reporters um, experiences early on. If you're only hearing about, you know, how, oh, I went from this market to this market, this market, and here I am with an Emmy, and here I am with a Murrow, you know, this is, this is my life. No, there's other reporters who get that and then leave, or people who strive for that and then leave. And it's not because it's their fault, but it's because of what goes on around them. And so early on, I think that conversation needs to be had. Um, and my hope, I met a, a person the other day who went to college, stumbled on a Journalism 100 class, 
um, you know, took on all of these internships, did great work, but then decided she didn't want to be a reporter and she went into PR, you know? And so when I look at me, I think, oh, that's a loss for journalism. I'm a loss for journalism. You know, I could have done even more, you know, if I sticked with it for another 10 years and I could have, but I didn't want to put my mental health in, at stake anymore. And thinking about the person who, you know, did all these internships and never actually worked in a real, 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 real newsroom and got paid and had to deal with all that kind of stress. That's sad because that person could have contributed so much to our society. And so journalism is so important. We know that, right? It's so important to our democracy, our world, our country, but there's all of these people who can contribute, but they can't. Yeah, so, and I love that mental health comes first. If you're yeah. depleted, if you're mm -hmm. not checking in on yourself, mm -hmm. um, if you're not self-reflecting and sitting with mm -hmm. those feelings and just worrying about your bosses, your producers, uh, your news directors, mm -hmm. or the people you're interviewing and their feelings and their stories, yeah. um, you're just gonna probably continue down that path of being depleted and and you're not gonna do any good to yourself or to your audience or the people you're serving because mm -hmm. you're coming from a place of emptiness and burnout and feeling overwhelmed mm -hmm. so mental health take care of yourselves um and if you if you want to add anything else um <laughs> um let me think here yeah, I think another thing is maybe professors should talk about the sacrifices. I think they do a little bit, you know, but they don't really tell you how much you could possibly make in your first market, how much you could make in your second market and how that is not a big jump at all. And then maybe to even your third market, that's not a big jump. Um, I was lucky, I think in my third market, I saw a bump that was actually comfortable, but then I know that that's not the norm for a lot of people. Some people straddle forever in the top 40 market and they still can't live a livable wage. Um, and so I think people, you know, professors, educators, they really need to tell people about what kind of world they're getting into. Because even as I moved to my first market, I still had this glamorized version in my head. It wasn't until my first market in North Dakota when I realized, whoa, there's a lot of stuff that I wasn't told, you know, but you still had to go through with it because this was the love of your life, you know, and you had to keep this love and this passion going. Um, and so I just think people need to be transparent. And so I'm so thankful for you because you're offering a space for reporters to talk about something that is so real and so evident, but not a lot of people know about it until maybe they're like me. We need a place to talk about things like this. And so reporters who maybe are in on you know their second market or third market and they're starting to get a sense of this, maybe they can watch and get to know us and maybe understand that their feelings are valid and not wait until their 10th year and you know then feel like oh, I've had enough I can't do this anymore I have to get out but maybe if we catch people early on and talk about self-reflecting thinking about all of this and really listening internally maybe we can save people and allow them 
to make their own reflections and changes in their lives so they can continue to be in this profession, but in a healthier way. Um, and so I'm just really thankful and humbled by this opportunity and just, just so grateful. Oh, thank you, Vicki. Thank you. That means a lot. Yeah, and I totally agree um, with you and everything you just said. Um, you know, because we often do go into our first jobs uh, kind of a little bit blindsided and it's like, whoa, nobody told me, you know, they do tell you it's going to be hard and it's going to be challenging, but they don't tell you you're going to be doing like eight different jobs in one day um, or wearing eight different hats in one day and, and, you know, kind of learning to balance that and place boundaries and say, no, this is too much or I'm overwhelmed or please delegate this other tasks to somebody else um, just because of the high expectations and stakes that are in the news industry and when we're on the field especially and you know I think uh, more guidance is definitely needed and it a good place to start is professors and trainings at universities for sure yeah we're all just eager to get into the business, you know? And so sometimes we overlook all of the sacrifices, you know, and for the sake of a long, healthy career. But if we learn, you know, beforehand, we can really make good decisions. For sure, for sure. Mm -hmm. And before we uh, finish the interview, how is your mental health now that you left the industry? And how are you enjoying your family time with this new job? It is dramatically different. I took um, a good two weeks off in between jobs and I was able to do things around the house I was putting off, you know, for the last few months and I was able to start fresh. And if anyone has a job lined up, lined up after news, I really suggest having some time off because it's really good to have that time to just come to terms, come to peace with your decisions and to allow yourself to start over fresh, right? Really giving yourself that time and space, something that we're usually not afforded. Um, and, you know, starting this new job, I knew that it was going to be different. I was really fortunate. And that's another thing I wanna talk about. Reporters might think about, oh, well, who's gonna wanna hire me? Is it just, you know, will just one place want me? No, I was so lucky I had four offers, four offers. Amazing. It's insane. And so yeah. people want us out there. We're really valued out there. And when I started my first day, there were balloons, a welcome sign by, banner on my desk, my cubicle. Everything was nicely cleaned and sanitized. There was a card and inside all of my teammates wrote notes in, inside of it. And I just thought, wow they don't wait until your last day to tell you how glad they are that you're part of their team. They don't wait. They tell you on the first day. And every day after that, my boss, he would tell me how grateful and glad he was I was part of his team. Wow. I, I was shocked. I Everyone is smiling. I'm not saying everywhere is perfect, but people are smiling. People stay for a long time. People are happy and they feel proud of their work. The second week rolled by, I still got a thank you text. Yeah. The third week, same thing. The fourth, yes, this this Friday, this past, I'm sorry, this past week, um, it was my first official month here. I still got a thank you. Wow. It's insane. It's, it's insane, but this is 
the world outside of news, something that is an extreme culture shock to us, mm -hmm. it's out here. And I'm not saying everywhere is perfect, you know, preface that, but, you know, I feel like because I feel like I'm valued, my voice matters. Um, they look to me and they respect me. I feel like that is great. I felt respected where I was before all of the other stations, but it's a different sign and way of respect here. Um, and I just feel so much better when I come home. Yeah, I'm a little bit more tired because I feel like instead of using my body and brain, I'm using mostly my brain now for work and it is a little draining, but I feel like I have time afterwards for family. Weekends are mine now. I have holidays now. When they told me, when they offered me the position, oh, Vicki, you're going to get 13, 15 holidays a year. I said, you don't need to elaborate. You get holidays, I'm on. I'm signing yeah. up. You know, because before this, I would get holidays off, you know, right? You would get paid, but you still have to work. And I would technically only have one true holiday off a year. And it would be in a lottery system with all of the other people, even though I had seniority over them. Yeah. Isn't that hard? You know, it, it was thinking back now, I made the right decision. And every day I feel like I made the right decision. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Don't even question it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and isn't, isn't that crazy too? I love that you said, you know, I get a thank you message and I'm valued and you feel valued and like your voice matters. And yeah. oh, how often we go in newsrooms like with our work unnoticed or not valued enough mm -hmm. or or news directors don't take the time to mm -hmm. applaud us and we sometimes often also needed that external validation you know somebody to let us know that we were working really hard and doing really well mm -hmm. but um in a lot of newsrooms that i was in i i definitely didn't get that and i'm sure you know in a lot of journalists it's it's the same case it's, I do uh, have to say the last newsroom that I was in was definitely the best. And they, they sent out a, a thank you email every Friday and congratulations email every Friday as well. So they, they definitely tried, which was beautiful. Yeah. Um, so there's improvements going on step-by-step step in the industry. But, uh, to hear that. <laughs> yeah, we gotta, we gotta make bigger strides yeah. and improve a little bit faster because uh, I think the industry is just losing a lot of magnificent, valuable talent like yourself. Thank you. um, so thank you for being here because your words of wisdom, um, just the way you speak and the way you carry yourself. Oh, thank you. um, and, and I can tell that you've gone through a lot of pain and a lot of hardships in the industry, but you express it with such grace yeah. and it's yeah so thank you for being here i'm so honored to have spoken to you i'm so honored to be able to share your story with other journalists in the world and i trust and i know that you know your story is going to make an impact in a lot of people's lives especially those journalists that are questioning uh, whether they should stay or they should leave mm -hmm. i hope so and thank you again you've been great um, and I'm just so honored to be here. And I hope that you can continue to do this and you know, spread more positively, but also just this safe and welcoming space for others. Journalists, this one's for you, to help you heal, to help you understand your worth, and to help you know you're not alone. 
So share the love and subscribe to Spotify and YouTube and follow us on Instagram. The Awakened Journalist is proud to present Media Healers by Emiliana Molina Fajardo.